There are three mistakes business owners make all the time, especially on social media, that leaves them open uh, to getting sued. And Topher, I'll bet you've done at least one of them this week. <laughs> uh, you're probably right. Episode 213 of the Dan Bradbury Podcast. Uh, we are remote again until I can get back in the UK, but it's good to see you, even if it's over Zoom. Nonetheless, uh, we've got a lot of news to cover about today, man, because it's been a crazy week in the news. Do you want to launch it up? Yeah, it's a big week. You're perfect for this week's theme of the podcast, which is all things legal. Mm -hmm. So so um, uh, this week is the biggest defamation uh, suit in history. So Fox News settles a lawsuit for a trillion dollars, $787.5 million, which I believe is the largest defamation suit ever. Uh yeah, and you know what? I got to tell you, I'm kind of disappointed. I wish they would have just stuck to it because I have a feeling that this is now kind of kind of green light media companies to go, what's our budget for lying? What's our budget for creating the narrative, right? Because they know now there really isn't any kind of legal consequence, only financial punitive damages. And that's, but, I'm disappointed. Uh, 100%. And I know you're in the US right now, Tova, but I don't know if the, the whole phone hacking scandal, which has been around for many, many years, but it's heated up again recently in the UK press this week. They were talking about how, uh, I think it was the Sun newspaper, intercepted um, uh, now King Charles when he when he was the prince and, and mm. the, the now queen consort, uh, Camilla, uh, uh, intercepted some of their phone calls going back into the 90s, right when he was still married uh, to Diana when she was still alive. And it's it's um, yeah, it's almost like they go, oh yeah, we've got we've got a budget now, and we can get away with it, and we'll get fined, and yeah. nobody no nobody's going to prison, over. Nobody's going yeah. to, to prison. Nope. So, and if and if it does, it'll be some low level staffer intern or something that can't afford an attorney, and then just has to take the hit for it. It's so frustrating. But uh, what? Um, yeah, it's it, it's like you know white collar financial fraud, like two thousand and eight. You know what was it? Like one token banker, or maybe two or three, like went to yeah. jail, but like really nobody did, and certainly nobody of any significance. Yeah. And uh, people listening to this, Tova, you might be into this topic, or you might be saying, "What the hell has this got to do with me?" Well, I mm -hmm. I actually think it's got everything to do with. Uh, small business owners it, like these things might you know get press and you know three quarters of a billion dollars being paid in settlement but Topher there are three mistakes three mistakes business owners make all the time mm -hmm. especially on social media that leaves them open to getting sued and I'll bet you've done at least one of them this week <laughs> Uh, I hate to admit this, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let, let me have it. I'll take my punishment now. But let me ask you this. Have you? <laughs> well, I, I, I hope not. Not this week, yeah. albeit, right. um, uh, uh, yeah, I did. Uh, I have made a mistake last week, Tova. Well, I didn't make uh -huh. a mistake last week. I made a mistake several years ago that resulted in a, a surprise lawsuit landing oh. on my desk showing that I, too, am not yeah. immune uh, from these things, but um, uh, should we talk? Should we talk about the big three? Actually, so, no. First, I want to talk about something else. I want to talk about not your lawsuit because I realize that it's you're in the thick of it right now. But I want to talk about how you're coping with it, right? Because I think one thing that small business owners do face is that when those lawsuits come, it either empowers them to be smarter, wiser, and better, or it just destroys them. And thankfully, I've never had to face that. But frankly, I don't know if I've got like the intestinal fortitude to deal with it. 
and I see that you do. So I'd love for you to share with us a strategy on how you are, like how do you how do you keep your head clear in the game but still have this thing on the side? Well, I I won't claim to be entirely immune. However, this is the power and the value of experience. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have it firsthand, um, getting it secondhand via a mentor. I mean, I can tell you, right, how many stories have you got? You know, I, I can remember my first major, major lawsuit. And by major, I mean seven-figure lawsuit. Yeah. And I was getting sued by a publicly traded company over a... Um, uh, an acquisition, uh, a sale, a disposal of a company, right. um, or they were buying, I was the seller, and uh, ultimately um, it fell through. It didn't work out, so I withdrew from the contract, in my view, in line with the terms of the contract, mm-hmm. and they disagreed with that conclusion and wanted me to force the sale through uh, because they declared it to the markets that they were acquiring this company of mine that I was selling. Yeah. And uh, so consequently... Uh, they sued me for consequential losses. And it was a seven-figure sum. And I was in a blind panic over because it was such an enormous amount of money for me then. Yeah. Just well, it saying. still is. It's, let's face it. Seven-figure seven is still a significant amount, no doubt about it. And um, so it would, it would have wiped me out at the time. I mean, this was yeah. whatever. Let's say circa 10 years ago. It would have wiped me out. It would, it, if I'd lost, it would have made me bankrupt. So I was in a blind panic. And it was only when I spoke to um, a mentor of mine who ultimately listened to the facts and he went, Dan, um, he said, uh, well, first of all, he said, I'm not a lawyer, which I should say, by the way, I should caveat this whole po- podcast. Yeah, the whole podcast. This is just our opinion. Not lawyers, accountants, financial advisors. This is for entertainment purposes only. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, like obviously seek uh, appropriate financial uh, uh, and legal advice. Yeah. Uh, but his opinion was, he's like, Dan, anybody can sue anybody for any reason. And he made a strong case for why they didn't have a case. And I was absolutely right. He said they're being bullies because they know that they've lost. They're in the wrong. Yeah. So let's get out of the story, though. Let's get into the the, the mindset. Like, so you had a mentor that kind of helped you kind of stay calm. How are you different now? Because, you know, you've got this one that you're dealing with and it's also a whopper. But yet, and, 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 you know, I can speak to the behind the scenes. I don't see any difference between the Dan Bradbury this week that's facing these legal challenges right now and the Dan Bradbury last week that didn't have them. So you've you've obviously got a strategy that allows you to kind of bifurcate this drama over here from your function. And that's kind of what I want to dig in on is like, what are you doing mentally to stay in the game and still make smart decisions? Because I think that's where what happens, right, is that people get into that stress, then they make bad decisions. It becomes like the snowball effect and they just everything topples over. Right. Well, they, they, they think with their emotions. It's funny. Yeah. I think, I think if my partner, Laurie was here, she'd say, yep, he was, he got, he was grumpy last week and he's, he's still grumpy this week. I but, thought you were going to say, she's like, yep, Dan just has no emotions. No, no, no. He's, he's a, he's a grumpy. Yeah. 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 He, he, and she, yeah, she would, uh, she probably wouldn't be that nice. About it so your strategy is take it out on the family. <laughs> no, 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 I'm grumpy regardless. That's the, that's the default. That's the baseline emotion. No, the, if you're the, grumpy all the time, nobody knows that you're exactly. in a worse mood. Brilliant strategy. Yeah, no, no. So, well, uh, sincerely, I think that um, um, there's great comfort in knowing in this particular instance, um, uh, I've got a strong case. I mean, yeah, you get quirky rules, but you've got to know the rules. So I'd yeah. summarize it by saying, be Which aware of the, of the three, rules. Right? 
Yeah. Right, correct. So, like, you, you've got to know what's going on. So I'm not going to speak to this particular instance, but effectively somebody's uh, claiming something which is just demonstrably untrue. And whilst it's annoying, it's frustrating that there's going to be time, energy and money to for Spence on this lawsuit. Effectively, that's should be part of your overall bu- uh, uh, budget for the year. Like there are yeah. problems that happen, whether they be legal, financial or just, you know, unfortunate things. You know, people get sick, people die, accidents yeah. happen, you know, company vehicles get uh, damaged or stolen. Yeah. And there's a hassle factor and a cost factor with fixing it. And so... You know, after the initial shock, very quickly, I was I was clear that because I play by the rules, yeah. not something that I could necessarily say uh, uh, totally uh, whiter than white in my 20s. But because I play by the rules, it, it, it's now just categorized to the, hey, this is an annoying thing that has to happen. OK, and it's going to cost X many pounds. It's in the budget. And it's gonna, it's gonna play through its process and I've got a good team. So one is know the rules and second is have a good team. So now that I've mentally parked, all right, there's this amount of money needs to be partitioned off for, uh, uh, for financially and legally to doing this. But I've got, um, I've got a great lawyer on the case and I've got a great accountant on the case. And you know what? They'll do their job and ultimately we'll see in time exactly where it lands. But, um, I would be, uh, astonished if I lost it. So it's rooted. Um, it's rooted in knowing knowing the rules, understanding yeah. the rules of the game. Okay. All right. So, so I took you down a rabbit hole, and I apologize. You were about to tell me the three things that people do on a consistent basis, especially online, and then I kind of went down the rabbit hole of how are you keeping it together. So let's jump back, and let's go through those first three things. Because okay. I think those are very relevant for small business owners. A hundred percent. I mean, like, if this doesn't scare you, in fact, one thing I'll say before I get into the three, and I am going to not use legal terms. I'm going to do, use it in plain English. Um, and again, I'm not a lawyer, so, you know, like, uh, uh, take this at a, a, a conceptual level. Um, and I've got the overarching point I was going to make. Oh, yes, uh, the entrepreneurs... Mm-hmm. If you're not concerned listening to this, if this isn't hooking your interest, you should be very worried, right? <laughs> right yeah. That may, but by the way, that might be a fourth one, which is, just, oh, it'll never happen to me. A hundred percent. If you've been in business any length of time, right, any length of time, you, you, I, uh, you know that this stuff happens. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I, I remember after I had my first big seven-figure exit over, I, I, um, I took some time off and I was in Jamaica with my family. And I was on the song lounger and I, like I was taking a mini retirement and um, taking a few months out before I decided what to do next. And a couple of sunbeds owners and my kids were playing with some other kids by the pool. And, uh, uh, you know, the mothers were chatting to each other. And there's a guy, uh, a couple of sunbeds over that looked, seemed really stressed, who was the father of the kids that were playing with my kids. Yeah. And I ended up getting chatted to him. He's a business owner. He had multi-seven figure revenues, mid six figure profits, very healthy, solid balance sheets. And uh, he was exceptionally stressed. Why? Because he, he'd been issued a cease and desist notice. And he'd never had any legal, even though he was in his mid thirties at the time, I believe, yeah. um, uh, Carl was his name. Uh, he, he'd never had a cease and desist. So it was like very, oh my God, like I'm worried. My world's coming to an end. (laughs) Right. And so I said, oh, show it to me. I'll have a look, you know, acting like I was the big I am just because I (laughs) happen to have this, you know, (laughs) I've sold this company. I know all the answers. But but I had had some legal experience and I looked at it and I went, now this is bullshit. You've got no case to answer. 
you know, get legal advice, blah, 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 but like, you should go back in with this. Fast forward three, four months, and it was exactly that. The, the, the person oh, you kept in was, touch with him? Yeah, 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 yeah. He ended up becoming a client. But the, the, um, uh, uh, the person was on a fishing expedition, so he ended up becoming friends with the guy that took legal action against him, mm. and the guy was basically an older guy, wealthy, retired, and sometimes he, he, he just liked throwing his weight around a little bit. And they ended up doing a JV together because they were competitive products. And he decided that he was going to go after this guy on the basis that there was he was infringing on his copyright, which he wasn't. Right. So, so, so I took you down a rabbit hole, and then I got back onto the three things that people do, and then you took yourself on a rabbit hole and went down to this. But I have a feeling it's going to lead back to yeah, one you know, of it's, the it's, three it's, things. It's, it's, it's going to come back. So, so I was just trying to scare, I suppose, people listening into going saying, you know what, you need to get educated on this stuff yeah. because it will it will bite you in the ass at some point. So the most, the common, uh, so it's not limited to, to, to these three, but the most common uh, three are uh, blatantly lying about your, co- uh, your competition or, or, or misrepresenting your competition, yeah. right, and how you compare, etc. That's number one. Number two is um, uh, speaking badly about your competition or some, somebody who has a mouthpiece, you know, a... a um, uh, oh yeah, like talking shit to somebody who has a wide distribution and might spread it. And right, right, an influencer, an influencer. Right, you, ultimately you got to be careful. Uh, you yeah. got to be careful what you say, and and finally stating your opinion as a fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Sure. I, by the, I, I, but by the way, number two, that's the whole legal case with Fox, isn't it? Right. So many, so much shit was being said privately to people in confidence that it wouldn't get out and they had a big mouthpiece and they just started sharing with everybody and kind of revealed that uh, <laughs> they knew all along it was a lie. Yeah. That's interesting. Right. Right. So, I mean, like you could categorize this broadly speaking, just under the, the label defamation, which is what this Fox suit is, but it's about making yeah. false statements um, or, or publication. So, you know, that's where the defamatory st- statement is uh, publicized or, or via a third party. Yeah. Uh, and then ultimately, what caused them to lose money is damages. They're showing yeah. the damages, uh, uh, the damages that have been done. And, and you don't need to be a lawyer to understand it at a conceptual level. It's very, very simple, Topher. So if they're the three things, what does that mean? Yeah. Uh, succinctly, only publish facts. Make sure you get explicit permission if you're using, uh, um, mm. Mm. Uh, if you're mm-hmm. using uh, uh, images, if you're using quotes. If you're using uh, uh, referencing somebody else's content, get explicit yeah. uh, permission. Otherwise, you you know you might end up on a copyright infringement uh, yeah. uh, being brought against you. And and ultimately uh, would be knowing exactly what the advertising rules are. It, it never ceases to amaze me, Topher. Oh, somebody's... oh, like the like the we have the AMA over here, the American Marketing Association. But you're are you ta- oh like you're talking about like broadcasting rules. Uh, 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 well, in the UK, it's called the Advertising Standards Authority. Okay. Right. Um, and uh, they've got uh, they've got rules. They've kind of got five key rules that most people aren't aware of, and they're surprised when they put some big claim. I mean, we spoke about it a few weeks ago on this podcast when we were speaking about Huel, right? Mm-hmm, a- a- and it, the, the ads had to get taken down, but yeah. you know, ultimately, the rules are uh, truthfulness. Decency, social responsibility, identification, and comparisons. I mean, you read this. <laughs> There's no way an American news channel could f- could even operate in the UK if they actually followed those five things. So it's like none of them follow that. 
Right, right, right. Um, look, it, um, but if you read the rules, I, I know there's always a degree of subjective. They say it's, you know, not yeah. truthful. You'd argue that it is. Or, you know, the definition of social re responsibility is um, advertisements must not exploit the vulnerability of uh, consumers and cause harm either directly or indirectly, right? So mm. that that's basically includes promoting uh, unhealthy products, uh, um, targeting children, or encouraging dangerous behavior. Uh, by the way, that is a perfect segue into the fail of the week. Fail of the week this week, Elizabeth Holmes. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, of, uh, how do you pronounce coming in? Theranos. Th uh, Theranos. Theranos. Theranos, Theranos, I think. Is Theranos, uh, yeah, Theranos, yeah. I think yeah. it is. But uh, remember, going back, you know, six, seven, eight years, this lady was being lauded as the youngest ever self-made billionaire. Yep. Right? Self-made yeah. billionaire because of the, the truly innovative uh, product uh, that the company had developed to help uh, detect disease from... I think know, it was cancer. Was it? it was cancer uh, 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 cancer detection through blood tests, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think it was a variety of diseases, but obviously oh, was everyone it? was getting okay. excited about the, uh, the cancer from a single uh, uh, pinprick blood test. Um mm. And, but the problem was it was ultimately fraudulent and there were fraudulent claims and she's been sentenced or her and uh, a co-conspirator have been sentenced uh, to uh, a decade or more than a decade each in prison. Let, right? let me, uh, two questions for you on this. One, there are entrepreneurs who have done far worse than her and never did any jail time. So my question is, do you think um, is this, the, uh, and, and the people that I'm specifically referring to would probably be like, I don't know, old white men, right? I'm wondering, do you think that there is any aspect of sexism in the system here? Like they finally got a female entrepreneur and they can kind of shut her up. Do you think there's any validity to that? I don't know, but man, it just seems like there's been people that have done a lot worse. I mean, what, what, what did she do? She made some, some false statements. If I were to summarize it, she was faking it till she could make it, which I, I, I hate that phrase in the self-help world, by the way, um, for this exact purpose. But I'm wondering if there's any level of sexism going on in that one. And then the other thing that just burns my ass about it is the fact that there's just too many people that think they can fake it till they make it. That is just, I, I think it's one of the most dangerous beliefs that entrepreneurs could have. Well, it, it's a double-edged sword, Topher, yeah. as in, on the one hand, I hate... Uh, going to my default grumpy old man stereotype. Um, uh, I hate today's modern world and social media age and everybody says whatever they want. Yeah. Uh, and there definitely can be a downside of a lot of those things. But part of it is uh, it's far easier than ever to have a voice, uh, yeah. which means that, you know, maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago, it was easier for companies to take advantage of customers and there, there was not much you could do about it. Whereas yeah. now people are able to raise awareness for things. So I'm not going to speak specifically to your, to your sexism comment or the all white men getting away with it. You know, I do think a lot of white... So that means you crime, think it's true? <laughs> no, no. It means that I think a lot, most white card crime goes unpunished. Yeah. And it, it's, it's clearly been demonstrated now. Unfortunately, I do think... Um, uh, the criminal justice system is chronically underfunded. And I think, mm. um, I, I don't think, um, I, I think in the UK, at least, which I speak for, um, mm. I don't think there's that much corruption going on in the legal system. Uh, uh, I don't have any b real basis for that other than, I, I believe the court's doing its job, but the fact is, if you can't afford 
decent representation. You know, the legal aid system is beyond a joke. So therefore, people with money can afford better representation, which means that they've got a greater chance of making a case to argue why they should stay. By the way, Elizabeth Holmes, um, uh, just today, there's a new news article. She's managed to push back, put in another appeal, which has kept her free for at least Mm -hmm. another month. Now, ultimately, I think she's going to go to prison, but you never know. Maybe this appeal will get heard and she won't go to prison at all. I I, I think, Tofa, though, coming back full circle on the whole social media awareness thing, I think that I can complain about people making noises, uh, but actually I think more people are being held to account and that will result in more convictions. I mean, it's a completely different topic. Me too. Me too. And Harvey Weinstein and right. Like people getting convicted. It's better than it was. I'm not saying there's not a million miles to go, but I think um, uh, it feels like there's greater accountability is my so, uh, so that'll be the that'll be the kind of the bellwether test, right? Is if we see more corporate executives going down for making false claims, maybe it's not sexism, but if the next big case is the men are just walking away, right, right, right. I, I mean, yeah. to quote, uh, 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 to quote, uh, paraphrase Warren Buffett, got to shoehorn shoehorn him in somewhere. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, he was um, he's basically spoke for. Uh, much stricter penalties, financial penalties and, and convictions and jail time for CEOs of big corporations yeah. that absolutely, you know, uh, do over investors and uh, like much stricter rules he believes would uh, uh, tend towards a much more uh, integrous, healthier working environment. And yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm inclined to agree with the big man. All right, my friend. Well, let's do this. Let's shift to something a little bit more positive. Let's talk about what promotion of the week, which I'm really excited about, which is the Ultimate Entrepreneur, the third annual Ultimate Entrepreneur Competition coming up June 20th and 21st this year at War Conferences. Uh, I'm excited about this one. I think we've made this event bigger and better than uh, the previous two. What are your thoughts? Well, I love it. And I especially love uh, the The twist that we've put on it this year. What you loved most was the ad. No, I hated the ad. I think should we should we put the should we put the ad in the podcast? That would this. I mean, this is the promotion of the week. Maybe this is where we should put the ad. Okay, so we're only going to put the podcast in if if I can make the disclaimer that I do not endorse this ad. (laughs) I think it is ridiculous. It is over the top. It is preposterous. And I want nothing to do with it except the fact it's (laughs) it's promoting my ultimate entrepreneur competition. Uh, uh, but I'll leave it to uh, I'll leave it to the, the listeners to judge. Roll the tape. Well, if you need to communicate what the changes are, why don't I just run like an ad? I'll make a commercial. No, 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 no. We, we've been there, done this, and uh, hey, I think my hey. definition. When when have I ever let you down? I got you, boo. Listen, I, I'm. If you're gonna get me to do this, I'm not having any of this fucking American hypey bullshit. I don't need his advice. I got this. Are you ready? This June, Dan Bradbury is going to turn Warwick Conferences into a giant mud pit. That's right, the third annual Ultimate Entrepreneur Competition. Business Preparation! Are you ready to battle? Go head-to-head with six other badass entrepreneurs. Six people enter. Only one will lead in the most amazing, action-packed, death-defying competition ever created for business owners. A no-holds-bar, no rules, except the few rules we do have which are totally reasonable. 
Over two million pounds in prizes. Liberty's pounds! One lucky contestant will become a multi-millionaire. Exchange rates rock! Register now for the ultimate entrepreneur competition. Business Breakthrough Edition! I don't know what you promised. To me, I think I nailed that ad. Uh, I think it might be one of my best. Okay. The one thing that was missing just slightly, Topher, was uh, let's talk about what's different. Because some of the people listening to this podcast for a length of time know that yeah. normally like, hey, let's talk about, you know, ranks to riches success story. And we've had some amazing entrepreneurs in yeah. the past that have gone from, you know, startup to eight-figure revenue, seven-figure profits. You know, Rob Stone mm -hmm. was talking about how he did that in a four-year period last year. Yeah. Uh, 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 so we've got some truly tremendous success stories. But it's a little bit different this year. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You explained it better than I do. What's the okay. twist that we put on the competition? We, we put a couple of twists in there. Number one, we've reduced the amount of finalists that will get on stage from, I think it was 10 down to six. And then uh, we've reduced the amount of time that they get to speak to make sure that they stay on track and focus and don't just kind of meander around because ultimately the competition is existing inside your CEO mastermind. And those people are paid customers that are coming to get great value and great information. They may not want to sit and listen to stories all the time. So we've shifted it to call it the business breakthrough edition where each contestant has to share one strategy that they've used in their business to scale their company up uh, in whatever way, whether it be more, more, more profit, more leads, more time, uh, greater employee morale, anything. I mean, they can get as creative as they want, but then convert that and show how all other entrepreneurs in the room can actually apply that same strategy to their businesses. So I think it's going to become way more relevant this year because last year I noticed it at almost, uh, I think what happened last year is they saw who won the first year, Georgia Kirk, and they realized, oh, she had a great emotional component, a great emotional story. So then everybody on the second year just went, I'm going to just tell my rags to riches story, my emotional component. And it was a little light on the content. So we're switching this over uh, and we're reducing it to six. And instead of just one prize for the grand prize winner, you got a first, second and third prize. So if there's six finalists, they got a 50-50 chance of winning. And everyone's walking away with a professionally edited video covering their strategies that they can use for whatever marketing purposes they want. It's going to be cool. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, too, for all the things you said, uh, I mean, hopefully people get the link in the show notes if they want to uh, apply. But yeah. I actually just want to emphasize, just from a content perspective, you're going to have six finalists that have absolutely crushed it, sparing, yeah. sharing specific strategies, trying to win the audience vote in terms of the, the, the power, uh, the effectiveness of those strategies. So you and the audience can go, wow, I see that, I hear it, I can apply that in my business to uh, have more rapid growth, increase uh, net profit margins, and or free myself up from the company, realize or raise uh, the uh, the value mm -hmm. uh, of my company for, for an yeah. exit. So yeah. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be good as gold. Yeah, and that's only one segment inside the entire Mastermind program. So we'll do a, well, we should do a, like a featured video or something talking about all of the different segments that'll come up. So if anybody's interested, they could come in. If they're not a client already and can't attend as a customer, they could come in and just have the Mastermind experience and enjoy it and just see what it's all about. So yeah, we'll, we'll, um, we'll, 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 we'll put that in here. In, in all right, shake it, shake it off, Tova. Let's get to the hero of the week. 
us. So, so uh, the Hero of the Week this week, uh, I wouldn't have ever thought it on a business podcast, but the Hero of the Week is Taylor Swift. Um, and shake it off. Shake it off. Uh, oh, dear God. Honestly, <laughs> like, I made the pun, but anyway, I'm just going to move on. But she actually absolutely deserves this. Hell, yes, uh, she for, does. For, for legal acumen. Check this out. So, uh, um, uh, on Business Insider, it, it, they broke an article fairly recently about how Taylor Swift was offered a $100 million sponsorship deal, uh, which she did not sign. Do you know who the $100 million sponsorship deal was with, Tofa? FTX, my friend. Yep. Our favorite yep. fail of the week, who's been on it like two or three times with the fret, Sam... Bankman Freed or something. Bankman Freed, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Sam Bankman Freed. So, so um, ultimately, they went. They wanted her sponsorship. Yep. Uh, they wanted her to sponsor, endorse uh, FTX, the exchange. But she was the only one that that asked an intelligent question. So actually, Toby, it's not so much about Taylor Swift, even though she did avoid it, yeah. which means she's not getting sued. But there is a class uh, action lawsuit going on against several. Uh, FTX promoters because FTX went right. How do we get uh, celebrity endorsers? People like Shaquille O'Neal, Tom Brady, right? Mm -hmm. So, so like heavyweight sports stars, music stars are getting sued, right? And the plaintiffs Tova are suing them for over five billion, mm -hmm. uh, right? Five billion. Uh, um, and but Taylor Swift, she uh, she was. Let me see if I can find the question here. Oh yeah, so uh, yeah, she, it was her father. She, uh, well, yeah, because uh, her father is a attorney, right? And I, so, I think he, but he also didn't he also have some background in financial services? Like I think at one point in time he did financial planning or something. And so oh, yes, sorry. So yeah, he, yeah. he used to work for Merrill Lynch. He used to work for That's Merrill Lynch. So actually, he yeah. wasn't a lawyer. He used to work for Merrill Lynch. So yeah. so she asked a, a simple but powerful question, which is, can you tell me that these, i.e., the crypto uh, market, is they're not unregistered securities? So when they were doing due diligence or discovery, yeah. uh, uh, um, she, she asked that question. And because they weren't able to uh, confirm that, ultimately they declined to do it. And and this is brilliant because somebody, if you're listening to this right now, going, well, what the hell is this to do with me? I kind of go, if you are endorsing Tons. something, yeah. if you're recommending a product or service and it goes bad, you can get sued. And you know what I was saying earlier? Like, there's a lot more drama in the world, but there's more mm -hmm. accountability. Yeah. You, you but, know what? By the way, th this shows up when small business owners do joint venture marketing, right? And they just think, well, if I'm representing this other companies and endorsing it, they don't really sit there and go, okay, what's the legal, legal ramifications of me saying, oh, we're working with these people, right? That's powerful. Ooh, right, it's accountability. Another, another great lesson directly for small business owners. Think about this, Dan. I want you to put yourself in Taylor Swift's shoes. She had a hundred million dollar paycheck that she could have done with less than an hour's worth of work. A hundred million dollars sitting right. there ready for her to take. And one person happened to be her father, but it could have been anybody said, don't do this deal. And she listened to them. How many times do small business owners just think, oh, my gut's telling me this is good. I know somebody's saying don't worry about it or they're, they're giving me some warning signs, but my gut tells me this will be good. I'll tell you what, uh, I'm wondering how many of those other celebrities maybe actually did have somebody say, I wouldn't touch this one. And they're like, "Ah, it's all right. And they just ignored them. Right. Listen to the people that you hire. Right. I, 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 okay. It's, it, it's a tricky, 
it's a very fine line to balance. But I mean, yeah. I'll say allegedly, allegedly Taylor Swift's net worth is kind of four or five hundred million dollars allegedly. So this one deal is a quarter of a net worth, right? That's uh, no like, small deal. Man. Correct. So, mm-hmm. so, so, for, so for people listening, it's going, oh well, you know, she's got all the money she needs. I kind of go, no, it's it's just a different number of zeros. Yeah. Like you'll have opportunity to JV, and I'm not saying don't do anything. That's the fine line. It's where where yeah. do you because you know if you listen to lawyers all the time on every item, you'll never get any deal done, <laughs> right? Uh, uh, you'll yeah. you, you, never get any deal done. But uh, yeah. where, where she was good is she, she asked the smart questions. Yeah. She, she she don't just take it at face value. Take the check. She yeah. was getting advice. She listened to the advice and ultimately made her own judgment call. And she obviously yeah. wasn't happy with what came out of the due diligence. Yeah. Okay. So, so, she, so she didn't do it, and uh, she's now not on the wrong end of a five billion dollar lawsuit. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Awesome. Uh, you like her, or you don't like her music. You got to respect her business acumen. That's for sure. Uh, let's uh, let's move on to the book of the week, my friend. So the book of the week this week, Tova, is an absolute cracker. It's new out, and I found it by coincidence because I recently went on holiday, uh, um, and when I was at the airport, I, I just it caught my attention. Hmm. Uh, and uh, the book is called Taxtopia, How I Discovered the Injustices, Scams, and Guilty Secrets of the Tax Evasion Game. And it's uh, the wow. author is called The Rebel Accountants. So for people that have read things like um, huh. uh, Confessions of an A&E Doctor and uh, or, The Secret uh, Magistrate uh, and The Secret Confessions Barrister. of an Economic Hitman. Remember that one? Oh. Yeah, yeah, I do. That was a great book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's very similar. It's very similar. Oh, Somebody talking about yeah. the, f- uh, the financial and legal ramifications and the games that people play. But it doesn't only show where people are underhanded and get away with it, but also where they're underhanded and get caught and go to mm. prison. And mm. it's, I mean, so for my guilty pleasure is kind of financial crime, true stories, you know, right. like the collapse of Enron's, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So, so, um, uh, but this book is an absolute, a slam dunk, entertaining and funny as well. Like very hmm. British sarcastic hmm. humor. And it goes deep into government, uh, tax, and yeah, it, it doesn't have sexy, but I could, I, I could see this being made into a, a film, you know? Cause it's yeah, it almost kind of sounds like a little bit of like a Wolf of Wall Street kind of a thing, correct, right? Where correct. it's behind That's the it. scenes. Yeah. That's you know, yeah. the Panama Papers, you know, et cetera. Yeah. So, uh, Textopia, check it out. Excellent. All right, cool. Let, let's move it on to the quote of the week and wrap this thing up. Quote of the week this week is by Edmund Burke, who said, It is not what a lawyer tells me I may do. But what humanity, reason, and justice tell me I ought to do, oh, right? And I, I, I love, love this that. quote because, uh, yes, you need lawyers and contracts and all that kind of stuff. But actually, humanity, reason, and just good old-fashioned common sense yeah, will save, yeah. you, save the need for as much. So, Tofel, looping back to the start when you said, you know, why am I not more stressed with this significant uh, lawsuit, uh, legal action that I'm facing right now? And, uh, and the answer is... Because, like, common sense, I, I like, I've behaved appropriately in the past, yeah. and just because somebody wants to take a case, ultimately, uh, you know, justice will be served if you yeah. if you're doing yeah. the right things. You've got less less problems occur to begin with. Yeah, it's it's so true, man. Just common sense and decency will keep you out of a lot of <laughs> keep out of a lot of problems for sure. Yeah, well said, my friend. All right, that's it for this week. So, as always. Um, if you want a better business, if you want better results, you need to become a better business owner. See you next time.
I hope you enjoyed that episode. Three things you need to do now. Number one, make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you do not miss an episode. Also, get on over to Amazon to get a copy of my latest book, Turnover is Vanity, Profit is Sanity, Nine and a Half Steps to Improving Your Profits and Cash Flow. Also, join our Facebook group, the Turnover is Vanity, Profit is Sanity community to connect with other business owners. 